Today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Well, yesterday it was Jamal Mashburn Jr. Today, Marcus Carr enters the transfer portal. Gophers are still looking for a new basketball coach, but what kind of team will that coach be arriving to when he or she gets there? We'll talk about that here on today's show. And also, I can't help myself. Gophers aren't in the tournament, but everything starts up today. We're talking about brackets, and I promise not to talk about mine all too much. That's what's up on Locked On Golden Gophers today. Welcome into the show. Nate Dickinson with you here. We are back with you on a Friday to wrap up the week and kick off the NCAA tournament right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. No gopher basketball to talk about in the tournament this year, unfortunately, but we are going to stray away from campus a little bit. As I said, I can't help myself. Going to talk a little bit about some tournament scenarios, and I know all of you have been working on your brackets too. So I'll let you know my thoughts before we get out of here on Friday. Let's get into what's going on with the Gophers, though, here as we lead off our Friday show, starting off with some big, big Gopher news. We have a Minnesota national champion. For the third time, Sarah Bacon is the first Gopher ever to win three NCAA titles. She wins the one-meter diving title for the third time, 2018, 19, and 21. Only a pandemic stopping her from winning a fourth title in 2020. Congrats to Sarah. As I tweeted out on our Twitter account, at LOGoldenGophers yesterday, if you want to give us a follow, she enters water better than you do. Elsewhere, Gable Stevenson's looking to make a run in a national championship on the mats in wrestling. He and Brayton Lee for the Gophers both advanced to the quarterfinal rounds with wins in the first round of the NCAA championships yesterday. We'll, of course, keep you updated on everything going on throughout the weekend on our Twitter and update you on how everything goes on Monday here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Elsewhere, the soccer team lost yesterday in a tough one, 3 to nothing. the final score to Penn State. They'll be back at it this weekend, which we'll get to in just a moment. And then a little bit of news off campus. In the women's hockey Frozen 4, University of Minnesota Duluth faced off against Northeastern yesterday, suffered a really, really tough loss to end the season after leading 2 to nothing. UMD gives up that lead and then falls 3 to 2 in overtime to Northeastern. As for Gopher Sports, in action today. Both tennis teams are on the courts today. Men's tennis is home hosting Ohio State at 3 p.m. local time. Women's tennis is on the road at Nebraska at 6 p.m. tonight. Also throughout the day, we have more women's swimming and wrestling national championships going down. We'll update you on any Gopher action we see throughout the weekend. And as for matchups over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday, the major ones to tell you about, the Women's Gymnastics Big Ten Championships are tomorrow in Minneapolis. Also tomorrow, the baseball team faces off against Northwestern at 6 p.m. And the postponed matchup between Minnesota Volleyball and Wisconsin that had to get rescheduled is on Sunday night at 7 p.m. So if you were looking to watch the Gophers and the Badgers do battle in a border battle on the court, volleyball that is, you can see it on Sunday at 7 p.m. Two of the top four teams in the country going at it in that one. That's one you're going to want to watch if you're not busy watching basketball. All right, well, that's what's going on in Gopher sports right now. After we come back, we're going to talk about the Gopher basketball team. Marcus Carr now adds his name to the transfer portal, and the Gopher roster is looking more and more slim and less attractive for any coaching candidates that may be coming Minnesota's way. Also, speaking of coaching candidates, many of the names around the Gophers are in action today with their current teams. We'll tell you all about the Gopher candidates in the NCAA tournament field and also Colorado State's in the NIT. We'll talk about all that here in just a minute on Locked On Golden Gophers. 
Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It covers everything that you may need, from, of course, the NCAA tournament and any other sports to award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, too. They have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a 50% welcome bonus as well. If you go over to betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON when you sign up, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus, free money, just for signing up for an account and letting them know that Locked On sent you. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts with everything that you need for betting. We'll be right back talking Marcus Carr and Minnesota basketball situation in just a minute. As the NCAA tournament starts up, things continue to fall apart for the Gophers. That's coming up right here on Locked On. Nate Dickinson with you. You're tuned into our Friday edition of the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. As you already know, every single weekday, everything you need to know about the Gophers right here on Locked On. And while I've always got you covered here for Gopher News, you know that. What about all the other sports that you may need to get your fill on? Well, we also have now for you Locked On Today. If you're someone who wants to get all of your news but doesn't have the time to listen in on everything everyone is saying, you can join our Peter Bukowski, who hosts Locked On Today and gives you everything you need to know about all of sports in that same little 30-minute format that you get here from Locked On Golden Gophers and all of your Locked On podcasts. It's everything you need all in one little convenient package, and you can get it over at Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Minnesota is now down another player, and the biggest one on the roster in Marcus Carr has now entered the transfer portal as well. And obviously this one doesn't hurt as much as hearing about Jamal Mashburn Jr. entering the transfer portal yesterday, because Marcus Carr wasn't expected to be back anywho, right? This was someone who was either going to be in the NBA or, I don't know, it wasn't going to be with the Gophers next season. At least that's the way I think most Minnesota fans had treated the majority of the year. But now going into the offseason, Marcus Carr doesn't immediately declare for the NBA draft. He instead declares for the transfer portal because, again, he still has plenty of eligibility left. Nobody lost any eligibility this year. So he can go wherever he wants. But I don't think any Minnesota fan was, throughout any point of this season or any, was thinking about Marcus Carr in a basketball uniform playing NCAA basketball, not for the University of Minnesota. So... While it's not something that really hurts next year's team in the sense that Carr probably wasn't going to be there anyway, if he ends up not going to the NBA and does go to a different school, man, that hurts. That hurts bad because, like, Jamal Mashburn Jr. hurts a lot. He's, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, maybe the number one player you pick as far as the Gophers' future goes. But obviously, if Marcus Carr is still going to play college basketball and he's not choosing to stay with Minnesota, that's like... Man, what is this program right now? Because obviously Minnesota's looking for a new coach. But what is this team going to look like for whoever it is that takes over? Maybe I've been making a, a silly mistake of going through this past week thinking about the Minnesota Gophers coaching options and thinking about the job itself and imagining this as 
a pretty okay job to get. I mean, Minnesota obviously has the history of winning. It has the tradition behind it of the barn and everything else. It plays in the Big Ten Conference. So as far as what you need outside of what's actually on the basketball court, Minnesota has everything. But as far as just what the team was, I was thinking of this as, all right, maybe next year Minnesota can be a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team with the pieces that are still there, and then whoever's here can use his abilities to build that up over the next few years back into a contending team. But right now, this team is in shambles, in pieces of what it once was. And maybe I need to really start turning the switch into realizing that this is going to be much more of a full rebuild than what I think a lot of us originally thought. And I do think a lot of the people listening right now, if you're thinking in your head, well, I, I knew that this Gopher team wasn't going to be any good next year, then yes, I'll admit, you probably jumped the gun on me a bit there. Maybe I was a little bit clouded by, I think, the potential this team might have. So maybe I was a little bit fooled on that end. But at the same time, I don't think anyone was expecting the Gophers to lose what Minnesota has lost in the past week. But I don't know if you should be all that surprised. Because while Richard Pitino was not loved by the fans at the end, and his winning records were not winning enough to warrant any sort of continuation of his career at Minnesota, it's not like he was wrongly let go of this job. The expectations were not met. But this was Richard Pitino's team. And there was never any evidence to suggest that the players were not in full support of Pitino and everything he was doing, so maybe we shouldn't be so surprised that when Patino leaves, a lot of his team ends up leaving with him. I don't know what ends up happening with Marcus Carr. I'd imagine he's still going to at least make a run at the NBA. I'd be surprised if he does still come back to college at any point. Jamal Mashburn Jr., I don't know what will happen. I don't know the thoughts that went behind that decision to leave as a freshman after not even using your freshman year of eligibility. But I know this team right now is looking for any sort of identity. A player, a coach, somebody. Because Marcus Carr, Jamal Mashburn going forward, and then Richard Pitino, the coach, that's all you had, really, as far as culture goes. Who are you going to turn to now? Liam Robbins? Right now, this guy needs, or this program needs to add a guy who can make it a program again. Because right now, it's as I said a program in pieces, and obviously the first piece that needs to be put into the puzzle is that head coach. So let's talk more head coaches. There are all sorts of successful NCAA basketball coaches who have had their names surrounded by the Gophers head coaching vacancy, and a lot of them are in action here today. First of them, well not first of them, but first that I'll talk about being SDSU's Brian Dutcher. He faces off against Syracuse today. Six-seeded San Diego State in a night game, late one against the Orange. And that will be an interesting matchup going up against that Q's 2-3 zone. San Diego State plays good defense itself, but that's your first chance to really get a look at Brian Dutcher if you like him as the next Minnesota head coach. Also, Utah State, Craig Smith, my guy. I talked about him yesterday as he's my favorite for Mark Coyle's pick as head coach. He faces off against Texas Tech as an 11 seed, going up against a 6 seed. That one starts up early at 12.45 p.m. local. And then Arkansas, the must bus, Eric Musselsman, going up against 14th seeded Colgate and their five total opponents from the regular season at 11.45 in an early matchup today. 
That's a look at the coaches in the NCAA tournament today. Also over at Colorado State, Nico Medved is playing in the NIT against Buffalo tonight at 6 p.m. If you want to get a look at him as well, I'd imagine most people are going to be looking at their brackets and the field of 64, but while you're doing it, if you want to at least get a little bit of a peek as to what the Gophers might look like next year, you can take a look at some of those teams and some of those coaches and start to maybe see who you like best to replace Patino. We'll be right back in just a minute here on Locked On Golden Gophers. And yes, we're talking NCAA tournament. Gophers aren't in it, but everything kicks off today, and I can't just pretend it's not going to happen, people. So we'll break down brackets. We'll break down what I think the biggest games are first round and throughout the tournament to decide things. And I will talk a little bit about my bracket, let you know who my picks are, but not spend too much time because I know nobody likes that. We'll be right back in just a minute with all of that here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first, We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. It's the low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best in Built Bar Madness. Every single day, we're giving you a new matchup to vote on over at BuiltBar.com or at their Twitter at Built underscore Bar. If you go over to the website and vote, you can also use our promo code LOCKEDON15, get 15% off your next order. We're going to find out which protein bar is best. We don't know which one it is. We know it's going to be a built bar, though. I'll be right back with more here on the NCAA Tournament to wrap up our week on Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with Locked On. Nate Dickinson back with you here on Locked on Golden Gophers. We're talking about the NCAA tournament, of course. Gophers aren't in it, but we will have plenty to talk about because I'm sure you still filled out a bracket. I know I did too. And yes, we're not going to be talking a whole lot of Gophers during this segment since they're not in the tournament, but it's the start of the round of 64. I know people want to talk about this stuff. I know people want to talk about their brackets. So I'll give you just a look at... First, my picks for like Final Four and stuff just to get them out of the way and then we'll get off my bracket because I know nobody wants to talk about mine. And I'll break down just what I think are some of the biggest games in general of the tournament if they happen in this first round. But first, are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's break down the biggest games of every day so far, but just going through my bracket, what I had the most trouble with going forward. Here are the first things I decided. First, uh, my final four, I have Illinois over Gonzaga, and my other two final four teams are, I guess, a little more interesting. Ohio State out of the Baylor region, and then Michigan's region is the one that I really decided to mess everything up on. I got UConn coming out of that region. James Booknight making a run and putting UConn in those Kemba Walker days again, getting them into the final four. That's my final four. I'm done talking about my bracket, though. Here's my biggest games, at least throughout the tournament. First one I'm looking at is Illinois-Oklahoma State. That would be a Sweet 16 matchup. Illinois, obviously, we don't have to tell you about. Gopher fans know plenty about how good the Illini are. I just told you I picked them to win the whole thing. But Oklahoma State has Cade Cunningham. And in the same way James Booknight could put together a Kemba run for UConn, 
Cade Cunningham can do it for Oklahoma State. Max McClung can do it for Texas Tech. There's those players out there this year. But that's a big game where I think the winner of that game could win the whole thing. I said I have Illinois winning it all, but that Illinois-Oklahoma State game, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens if the winner of that game goes on to win the whole thing. Elsewhere, I had a big matchup. As I said, I put the East region, Michigan's region, as my kind of, I'm just going to mess everything up in this one region. I had Michigan falling to Florida State, which I think is a really good team in Florida State. I think Florida State's really good, and there are a lot of teams in this region where, like, if it was more spread out, I think I could have made four final team, final four teams out of this region alone. Like Alabama, UConn, who I have coming out of it, Florida State, obviously Michigan. Those are all four teams who... In the same seedings, if they were in different sides of the bracket, I could see myself putting all four of those teams in the Final Four, you know? Like, there's teams in there who I just like making runs. Texas, too, obviously. Shaka Smart in that region, too. So I think this region is the most volatile, which is why I messed it up the most. Everything else is close to chalk for me. First round upsets, I had Ohio beating Virginia just because of the COVID issues. I had Drake actually upsetting BYU, was it they'd face? Drake would go up against USC. No, no, no. Yes, UCLA will face BYU. In the early rounds, I went few upsets, and then I saved my biggest upsets for like Sweet 16 Elite 8 rounds, and that's with COVID-19 in mind, at least for my bracket. I really think that this pandemic is going to help major teams, teams that had legitimate schedules, because there are a lot of teams like the Colgates out there who are good, but we just didn't see enough of them. Like uh, UC Santa Barbara. They played a few more teams. I probably picked them to end up beating uh, whoever is the five seed over on that side of the bracket. It's spacing me at this point. But that was a team I was looking at. But I just looked at all the numbers and I just thought, there's not enough of a sample size this year. So I do not have a lot of mid-majors making deep runs. I do not have a lot of low seeds early in the tournament making it up. Like I said, I had Ohio as a 13 seed getting through. I almost didn't have a 5-12 upset because I like the 5 seeds this year. I ended up picking Winthrop as my 12-5. But I think I have 3-11 seeds going deep. I think I have 3-11 seeds in like the Elite or, or Sweet 16. So like the second and third rounds are where I'm really getting my upsets in. I think this first couple of rounds could be pretty chalk. But that's usually how most brackets get busted. So I'll start to I'll stop talking and say, as far as first round games, the ones I'm most interested in looking at in these next couple of days, uh, one Texas Tech against Utah State. I mentioned Craig Smith is a Minnesota basketball candidate. I'm really interested to see how he plays Mac McClung. I think McClung's a kind of guy who, in my bracket, is leading Texas Tech to the Sweet 16, but. Utah State could very easily pull off that upset in the first round and mess up a whole lot of stuff for everybody. I really want to see LSU-St. Bonaventure too. It's an 8-9 matchup. I'm less interested in this game as I am who wins it in playing Michigan in the next round because I think that's upset alert. Either LSU or St. Bonaventure, I think, could give the Wolverines a game. And right now I had LSU losing to Michigan, but I, at different points during the week, had Michigan out in that round of 32 a lot of different times. And then in the second round, UConn-Alabama. That's my biggest game of the tournament, perhaps. I said I had UConn go to the Final Four. Alabama is just as good. They're so, so good, Alabama. And I had a really hard time picking UConn and picking this game. But I think I'm going to go Huskies here. And again, I picked them to go all the way to the Final Four. But Bama, if I had picked Bama in that game, I'd probably pick Bama to go all the way to the Final Four, too. 
All right, all right. I did talk more about my bracket than I should have there, so I apologize for that. But that's just my thoughts on a bit of the tournament, some of the biggest teams going forward, and I had to at least give you a little bit. If you tuned away before the end, I don't blame you. But we'll be back here Monday talking more Gophers here on Locked On Golden Gophers every weekday. Your team and everything you need to know. Until Monday, row the boat, Skyuma, go Gophers.